The craziest thing you might hear all day today blew my mind. It was way better than maybe it's just me. And yet the video of it is just <laughs> impressive. Plus, we checked uh, – I think Brian Riley stood up pretty good in the uh, – And win the intern's lines? Fashion world. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty stylish. I, would, I wouldn't lie about that. You are stylish. That's Thank why you. we have you on the show. Thank and you. And how do you screw over your significant other to getting a job? Ah, boy. That was a tough one in the HR files today. Mm. You're going to hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. The craziest thing that you might hear – all day. And I saw this video, and I, honest to God, it was it was one of those videos where you had to look at it like six times, and you're like, no, this, this can't be AI, this is a deep fake, whatever it is. Right. It was a video from a newscast, mind you, mm-hmm. from the 80s, when the government started cracking down on drinking and driving. Okay. That didn't happen until the 80s? Oh, wait till you get to some of these facts here. Okay. Just go ahead and listen to this. Well, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to become this. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm, we're going to put this video up on the, the Kelly and Wood social media stuff. Okay. My favorite part is when she is talking to the TV and there's a baby in the front seat. <laughs> Just chilling. And this baby is not locked in. No. Now I get it. We've made a lot of grand steps when it comes to child, yeah. you know, buckling and whatnot. But this baby's literally leaned over. <laughs> I almost half expected that baby to be smoking. <laughs> well, I didn't know that people in California sounded like they don't have no beer on the way home. And I love how the guy's like, you can't even have a couple of beers on the way home. <laughs> like, dude, how long is your commute? My dude, look, I, I feel bad for you working an 11, 12-hour day, right? Right. A lot of people do it. Nurses, whatever. Yeah. I doubt many are crawling in the crime way. My God, I need a beer instantly. <laughs> right. So I actually kind of got a little interested in this. I wanted to okay. look this up. Okay. I did not know this, but up until as late as 1985, okay, drinking and driving was legal in some states. Oh, yeah. I remember going to visit family in Texas, and I remember my cousin driving his car, drinking a beer. Ready for this? Yeah. You could travel from Key West, Florida. Okay. All right. And plan a route all the way to the Idaho-Canadian border. If you went the right way, you could have been able to drink the entire 3,700-mile trip legally. You'd be pretty greased and gassed by the time you got there. Not until the late 80s did it become a federal law that, A, A, you couldn't drink and drive under 21, period. Right. And then they backed down the blood alcohol content. It used to be a DUI. The level was, I think the first one ever was .20. Holy cow. Dude, that's hammered. If you follow the trash flash, you know. Yeah. That is goosed up. Then it got dumped down to .15. Yeah. And then in the- Which is still pretty greased and gassed. Then in the 80s, uh, they kind of given a lot of the credit to uh, the group MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Right. Of pushing it down to now the federal limit of .08. Man, that is bonkers. Right? 
I just, I can't, like a point two zero to me, like that seems like you're drunk. Like you, it's not like a buzz. It's not like you're just drunk. That's at that not point. standing up. That's falling asleep. Yeah. Wow. We used to really be fast and loose with these rules. Well, when you heard the people from the eighties there. Can't even jump in the car and have a, I think I was just like, they're trying to make us wear seat belts. <laughs> Again, that kid's just like, yeah. how dare they, ma? Can you save me, please? <laughs> Man. Oh, man. You got to check out this video on our social media later. You will be blown away by this. It is wild to see. Kelly and Wood. You can't go to your human resources department. You can always come to ours, and that's when we bring Brian Zenzen in here. Hello, sir. That's what I'm here for. Now, we recorded a call yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, because it's hard to get people to call in when you're on the air with us. Yeah. So I'm going to play it back for you. This is her issue, and then we'll come back and we'll solve it for her. Okay. So... Um, so I have a boyfriend and I really like him a lot. Things are going great, but he's looking for a job right now. And my work is actually hiring a position that he would be perfect for. Like he's very qualified for the position. I mean, it's like a perfect fit. He would do a really great job. And I mean, it would be great. Um, the only problem is I really don't want to work with my boyfriend. Like, you know, what if something goes wrong and then like, yeah, things are great now, but I don't want work to suck. Like I really like my work life and, and so I don't want to, you know, risk anything like that happening. Okay. One of the questions we always ask is, is this a job for you or is this a career? For me, it's a career. Yeah. So I've been with the company for five years. And I, you know, am tracking well, and I have plans for, like, you know, continued growth with them. How long have you and your boyfriend been together? We've been together for um, about, like, seven months. Okay. Oh, boy, that's pretty new, too. Yeah, I don't blame you. Now, have you brought this up to anybody at your job? Um, So, I did ask HR if, um, you know, it would be a problem, because I was hoping that would just take care of it. But they told me that, like, as long as neither one of us or each other's direct report, then it would be fine. And we would be working in, like, different areas of the company. But, like, you know, same building, same offices, same people. Um, So I don't want to just go and tell him that, like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Apply. I'm not going to lie to you. If my wife and I were together, it'd be a murder. Yeah. I don't know, and I honestly don't care who goes, but one of us would. <laughs> it would happen in the middle of the break room. So I, I feel you. I honestly, I think you're 100% right. Um, yeah. Now, I'm guessing if you go and tell your boyfriend flat out, like, hey, I don't want you working with me, like, that's going to cause a problem in the relationship, right? That's what I, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm worried about. So I, was, I don't know I, if there's maybe another way I could tell him. Is it, has it been hard for him to find a job? I mean, it has been hard for him to find a job that's, like, the right fit. So, you know, the company he's been at, just there's not a lot of room for growth, and he hasn't been really happy there. So he's looking for a better opportunity. And that better opportunity is with someone who doesn't want him there. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, hey, it's, this is <laughs> no, I get it. Here. I get it. I, there's, there's, like, radio morning shows where it's a husband and wife team on the morning show. And how? I don't know how you do it. It's not that I don't love my wife to death. It's just, like, it's a nice respite to go to work. It's a few hours to yourself. Yeah. You need that in life. Do, do you think he would be understanding if you were just like, hey, I don't think it's a good idea for us to work together? Are, has he applied already? Um, no, but he's talked about it. Like he asked me to, you know, look like if he asked me if there were any positions open and 
um, you know, I told him I'd like go check with HR first because I was hoping that they would just be like, oh, it's not a good idea if you're going to work together if you have a relationship. But they said it was fine. So that kind of like, you know, took that option away from me. That's tough, too, because he's all like, yeah, it'll be fine us working together. And you're like, hell no. <laughs> hell with it. So I don't think he's really like understanding the whole picture of this. Like, you know, if something goes wrong at work and we're on opposite sides, like that's going to come home with us. Yeah. And and vice versa. Not going well, that's gonna, exactly. So I just think that like he, I don't think he understands the full like situation. Is your relationship pretty strong outside of everything? Like, is is it a good relationship? I mean, yeah, we've been really happy. I really like him. I just, you know, I don't. If anything does go wrong, I don't want my work life to be miserable or my like our relationship to be miserable. You know. Yeah. yeah especially if you guys broke up. You oh, know? Can you imagine gosh. going to work? Oh, there's. X, you know? I broke up with a girl whose dad was my supervisor, and we had dated for a long time, Ugh. and I had to go to work and see him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had God, to go see... I did not. Like, uh... <laughs> you <laughs> That's, gotta... like, what stresses me out. Like, what if we do break up, and then I'm stuck with him at work every day? Like, no thank you. Yeah, and it is stressful. I mean, mine wasn't quite the same, but dang, was it stressful. <laughs> man, I almost wonder, like, if he puts you down as a reference, and then HR calls you, and you're like, I don't know, man. Yeah. He's he's unhinged. He's a flake. Yeah, he does <laughs> drugs. <laughs> well, this, uh, CC is exactly why we have the HR file. So we will play this back for our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, on Wednesday morning. And uh, you can either listen or it'll be on the podcast, Okay. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to this advice because I need y'all to get me out of this situation. All right, Zenden, you feel up to speed? Oh, boy. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. My favorite morning show. Morning show. It's Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood in the morning. CC called in for help from the HR files today because there's a position at her work that would be perfect for her boyfriend, but she just told us. I really don't want to work with my boyfriend. So we are now joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. What do you think? Well, I just dump them. <laughs> What's the next question? No, actually, make for a yeah. fun work environment. Yeah, yeah. Yay. You know, th- it sounds like she she views this as a career. This isn't just a job. Mm-hmm. How do you structure that statement of what your want is to your significant other? Because you can't sabotage them when it comes to them applying at the company. Can you? Like, it, well, I like, know. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I mean, right. <laughs> you've. <laughs> What she said sounds legit. They're not direct reports. There'd be no issue. I could see, you know, somehow from her being more comfortable, like if her boyfriend got hired into a different department and they don't see each other at work every day, but you're still probably going to see them. That's what she said, in the same building, everything. Ah. And it's just, it's tough because, you know, from the HR perspective, it could get messy on our end too. Let's say these two do break up. And then drama starts happening in the in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't not I wouldn't not hire someone because their their significant other worked here, and I would be concerned about drama. This she might want to ask if they have an internal internal uh, referral bonus program. She can make some cash off her uh, mm-hmm. her boyfriend there. But, Sounds like it's worth fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, right. What I find interesting is is I've worked with married couples in this room before. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. It was great. I mean, they were fine. They were able to be able to, even if they had an argument at home or whatever, which yeah. was incredibly rare, it didn't bleed over into the on-air aspect. Yep. Now, 
I also worked with someone in this room that was dating a coworker, and it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> right. And I wanted to set myself on fire every day. Yeah, and so it's, I think it's a lot of it's a, like a personal thing, It is. Too. It is 100% the personal. It's 100% the relationship because those people, the you know, the people you described that were married were professionals. They knew how to keep right. keep issues out of the workplace. Mm-hmm. If I was this person, I'm not sure I would have gone down the route where suggesting that her boyfriend works with her and kind of, you know, starting to backpedal. It's 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 an uncomfortable situation, but you can't also go into it thinking, what if we do break up? Because maybe then it's like, you know, you might be willing it into an existence. Or if you do break up, it might just take care of itself because he probably doesn't want to be there maybe. anymore. Yeah, either. maybe. And maybe yeah. you're to the point where, yeah, maybe I want to move away. Maybe you want to per- like pursue a different career. Maybe he would just pursue a different career. I don't know. But if he's struggling to find a job, I ain't leaving. You know what <laughs> I mean? True. That's true. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's go. Let's attack this from the other end. Yes. What's the easiest way to sink someone's chances getting a job without being uh, breaking the law or lying? <laughs> As just another employee at the company? Sure. Like, let's say this girlfriend? Yeah. I, there's not really, not really one that's going to that's gonna skate you out of, like, not doing something that's illegal and moral or right, unethical. Then let's go with what's illegal and immoral. Uh, give me, give me the you can go and say, hey, yeah, this person's a drug addict. They... Because, um, like, if she was, like, if he listed her as a reference and she yeah. went in there and was like, look, I wouldn't hire him because, you know, he smokes crack. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of places don't even ask those questions on reference checks anymore. If you put someone down as a personal reference that's really going to sink you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. But, I mean, yeah, you could say, yeah, they had reliability issues. They weren't necessarily the best coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they're trustworthy. They kind of slack off. Like, saying things like that could sink the person. I think you would have to have a serious conversation with your significant other to say, I know that we are at this point in our relationship and I don't want either work to get in the way or if something happens here that would get into our workplace. This might be a relationship ender for them. Mm. You never know. That sucks. All right. All because well, of HR files. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ruined more than one relationship. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brian Zenzen. We appreciate your time. As always, it's a pleasure. Kelly and Wood. So, the Barbie movie came out, and this song by Aqua exploded. Now, I actually like this song and always have. We know. I used to be a nightclub DJ when this song came out, and it just it would make the club just come alive. Let's go party. Well, based on the success of this song, because of the movie Barbie, the group Aqua is now going on tour. They set up a twenty city date, our twenty city uh, calendar so far, and they say, "Look, we made that song twenty five years ago. We never got to go on tour. We thought we were just going to be a one hit wonder." Which they kind of still are. Let's say, <laughs> but they've booked twenty cities so far, and they're like, "We we are so happy. We finally get to meet our fans face to face." What the hell are they going to do for the other hour and twenty six minutes? I'm glad you asked, Wood. I pulled up a couple of their other songs here because I didn't even know any of the other songs that they did. Uh, there's one called Doctor Jones. Sounds exactly the same as Barbie Girl. Yeah. Now, I apologize if you already said this. This has got to be like 
this place, this band's from like Sweden or something, right? I, I'm not 100% sure where they're from. They sound like they are like Swedish techno. Almost like an ABBA yeah. type group or something. We all here to rock. <laughs> Sit down. Here, here's another one. Almost Ace of Basie, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Here's another one called My Oh My. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Ooh. So, but good for them, man. You know, they get to go out, make a little cashish off of a song that they released 25 years ago. How much are tickets? It doesn't say. It doesn't say here. I'm guessing probably $35, I bet. You're out of your mind. Dude, based on what a like ticket to see a real band is, 35 is a steal. You're out of your mind. I bet you anything. Look it up right now. Look up how much to go see Aqua tickets. Aqua concert tickets. There's no way. This is great radio when you Google stuff on the air. Yeah. Event ticket center. If I want to get some Aqua tickets, shop tickets. Good Lord, how many things do I have to do to get to the... <laughs> oh, I only have to get Oh, my in. God. $80. <laughs> Smoking crack. Who is paying $80 to go see the same song performed over and over again? Hey. That's unbelievable. Two minutes ago, you were telling me how this is great and all this. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, you got to make hay while the sun shines. So they got their, they got a hit song right now. Get out there, crush it, and then fade into obscurity again. It looks like most of these are out west. Yeah, California, San Francisco, Seattle. Yeah, that would make sense. Good luck with all that. <laughs> Man, $80 is the cheap one, too. There's like $90 tickets. You would have to pay me $80 to sit there for an hour and a half through that. I would go. If I had the money and they were coming here, I would go. Oh, of course you would. I would have a blast, too. Oh, blast, blast. <laughs> I'd have my, my pacifier in my mouth. That guy smokes crack. <laughs> no, he says he doesn't. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. All right, it is now time to play Win the Intern's Lunch with Brian Riley standing in for an intern today. I believe we have Alyssa on the phone with us right now. What are you up to this morning? I am driving to work. All right. All right. Well, are you ready to see if you can win Brian Riley's lunch this morning? Yes. All right, so Wood asked Brian Riley some fashion questions. We recorded his responses already. You just have to guess will he get the answers right or wrong, okay? Okay. The first question I asked him, what is the first name of the designer Chanel? Will he know that one, yes or no? No. All right, you got to get best two out of three. Let's see what Brian Riley said on that one. What is the first name of the designer Chanel? Oh, oh, there is a question. Uh, yes, yes. I thought you were just saying it out loud. Uh, okay, uh, the Chanel. I'm not rich enough to buy that. The first name of Chanel is. Well, I'm the poorest you, one in this room, and I know you know. Guy. I've heard this before. I don't know if it's like a per. Is it Coco? Is it Coco Chanel? It is Coco oh! Chanel. He fancy. My word, he pulled that out of nowhere. But that's okay. You're still alive. Yes, you just got to get two out of three, and there are still more questions. What is the next one, Wood? The second one is, which fashion line was started by Donna Karen? Will he know that? No. All right. Let's see what Brian Riley said on that one. Which fashion line was started by Donna Karen? Who's Donna Karen? A fashion designer. <laughs> oh, that don't really answer. Started a line. Donna. Name. Okay. Donna Karen. Donna Karen sounds like somebody that like knits something at their house, mm-hmm. and they like they have hats. Oh, but fashion. So fashion. It's got to be something expensive. I'm gonna say. Uh, for not. A Kate Spade. 
Huh? No, that was started by Kate Spade. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was an alias. <laughs> don't you know Will Smith? DKNY, all up in my eye. There you go. DKNY. Yeah, I had no idea. What was that? What song is that? What Will Smith song is that from? Couldn't tell you, man. Only you. DKNY, all up in my eye. Is that from Welcome to Miami? So we'll move on to the third song here. You've got one out of two correct. <laughs> Our third and final question okay. we asked him here is, the soles of Christian Louboutin shoes are what color? Will he get that right or no? Yeah. All right. For all the marbles and Brian Riley's lunch, let's see what he said. The shoes of Christian Louboutin shoes are what color? Louis Louis. Oh, uh, okay. I think Louis Vuitton's a different one. I may not be saying this right. I Louis Vuitton? I think one of our saleswomen told us one time that yes. you're pronouncing it correctly. Okay. And that's the only reason I know the answer to this Christian one. Louboutin shoes are <laughs> what color? The soles. The soles. Oh, is that is that Cardi B's red bottoms? Are they red? They are Damn. red! Yeah! Well, we got there one way or the other. Yeah. Huh? Remember when that's... I forget who that was who brought those shoes in, and you and I didn't know what the heck was going on. I still don't know what's going on. Now, so how many of those questions did you know? Um, I knew two of them, the first one and the third one. All right. Mm. We have a very fashionable listening audience. Must be nice, Alyssa. But hey, you know what? You can wear whatever you want to get some lunch. And you did it today. Okay. You got two out of three, so you won Brian Riley's lunch. Awesome. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. I love this one, Wood. So it starts out with a guy named Calvin Gaudet. Now, he's a utility worker who, after finishing his assignments for the morning, was going to go get something to eat. I was going to Subway. And, I mean, God just said, go to Burger King. He says he was headed to Subway. God said, hey, why don't you go to Burger King? Well, while he was at Burger King, he noticed that the woman behind him was extremely upset in her car. Her name was Barbara, and he could see that she was crying. So she decided he decided he was going to do something nice for her, and she was having a really rough time. Those few days leading up to June the 1st were probably the hardest days of my life. Because she had just lost her husband Aww. a few days before that. Well, Calvin decided that he was going to pay for her lunch that day. A very simple gesture, mm-hmm. but he thought maybe this... He had no idea what she was going through. Mm-mm. He thought, well, maybe this will just put a smile on her face and maybe she can face the rest of the day. And for her, it was a huge thing. It just touched my heart so that someone would take the time to do something like that for me. You know, some people just think, oh, it's such a small gesture, but it's not. Just, it, it made me feel like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, she had got the number of where he worked off of the van that he was driving for the utility company and said, look, a gentleman was just at Burger King. He paid for my meal. I, I want to recognize him. I want to know his name. I want to know who he is. Well, they were able to figure out who it was that was at Burger King, and they got Calvin and Barbara together so that they could meet. Well, Barbara said, I want him to be recognized. So she went to the town council, or the city council, and said, I want everyone to know what a great guy Calvin is. Since he works for the city, you guys should know that you have these type of employees here. Well, she had brought Calvin a couple of Burger King gift cards. It's like, hey, I want to pay you back for the mm-hmm. meal that you got me that made such a huge difference in my day, headed to my husband's funeral. And he said, thank you for that, and then handed her a check or an uh, envelope full of cash and said, I want to buy some flowers to put on your husband's, on oh, your husband's grave. Man. Isn't that crazy? Uh, just two two complete strangers, man, mm-hmm. and just him just buying her lunch. 
I, I can't imagine what she was going through having lost her husband just days before that. And then just needing something simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean there's no grand gesture. This wasn't raising you know thousands of dollars with a GoFundMe or anything He wasn't like on that. Facebook like, hey, I'm about to pay for this woman's lunch. It just goes to show. And honest to God, just even telling somebody like, hey, you look good today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You don't know what that can have. And it costs you absolutely nothing. 100% would, but that's why we do these stories, you dig? I love that, man. Every single day, we try and spread a little bit of light in the darkness, and we're going to keep doing it till we make a difference. Got to. All thanks to audio, video extremes, that was your happy hour. To win it, and it's on the way next. With Kelly and Wood in the Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I think it was maybe in the early 2000s where the Rosetta Stone thing was a big deal. Or it was like, it was essentially you would teach you a different language. Right. But there's an actually a Rosetta Stone. And what this thing is, is it's written in, it's what helped us learn to translate ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. That's what I thought. The hieroglyphics is what it kind of told us. Right, because it's written in three different languages. But what is the subject of the Rosetta Stone? That's what you might find interesting. The subject of the Rosetta Stone, it's written in three different languages that helped us translate Egyptian hieroglyphs, is a tax document. And it explains to the people of ancient Egypt how to effectively tax its people. God, even back then they were <laughs> screwing us. Can, can you believe it? Because how old is the Rosetta Stone? Well, I mean, if it was the Egyptians, that's back, you know. She's old, 196 BC. Yeah. You know, if I'm just ballparking. Oh, nice. <laughs> but either way, that's what it was. And it was it was explaining how the priests of the church should collect the taxes. Okay. Which is funny because they were probably like, well, we'll send the religious folks out to do it. That way no one will question it. Hmm. Right? So even back then, they were, you're right, Wood. They were looking for ways to trick us. But that's what the Rosetta Stone is. It's just a document teaching them how to tax their people. Well, I appreciate the first person who translated that. Could have left that one in the right. crapper. Isn't it crazy that they were collecting taxes? I mean, since the dawn, since people have made money, they've collected taxes. Probably even before we made money. Probably it would be like, bring us one of every ten goats. Well, that you yeah, have even back then, you got to imagine like if it was a brothel, they probably got charged protection and stuff like you know, like yeah. mafia stuff. Whenever so. there's been people making money, there's been people looking to take that money. Mm. I'm out. We'll just evade them. Just evade taxes. Well, no, I don't. I, I mean, you got to pay taxes. <laughs> I, no, no you road. say that. I, I I've talked about this before. I had a buddy of mine. No, openly admit this guy was a complete moron. Yeah. Okay. He was told by a friend of his, who was another moron, that he didn't have to pay taxes. Sounds so he, like Wood's circle of friends. He took his deductions <laughs> all the way down to zero and didn't pay taxes for two years. Well, sure enough, Big Brother came knocking. Oh, they're going to get you. Yeah. And he owed like thirty-five grand in back taxes. <laughs> well, he agreed to make a payment where he only had to pay something like $4,000. Yeah. And I thought, wait a second. How is that? Maybe I am the idiot here. I've explained many times how I got audited for like $7,800 that they said I owed. In the end, they ended up owing me $500. I had an uncle once. He told me that if I ever win a jackpot at the casino, if it's not over a certain amount, you don't have to put it on your taxes. He goes, they, they don't care about that chump change. Don't they? <laughs> his exact words. He goes, they don't care about that chump change. Don't they like they give you a W-2 there at the casino, oh, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think it's over $5,000. They have to do it like on site. And that, that will ping the government's radar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. They got me over, shoot, it was just, it was like, I think it was like maybe two grand I didn't claim or something like that. And they got me on it. 
Mm. They're watching. They got plenty of people and plenty of time. Ain't that how it always goes? They got eight months out of the year where they're not doing anything. So. But think about that. The Egyptians, what? They're getting like what? Maybe like a gold turkey. A doubloon? For, yeah, for working like a month <laughs> building the pyramid and then they come back and they hey, give us half that back. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean for this to get all about taxes. I just thought it was interesting that this ancient thing that helped us translate stuff. Who, tra- was, who was about- figured out how to translate that? Well, that's government. Well, I actually know. <laughs> yeah, like, how the hell do we tax people? Turn to the Rosetta Stone. No, because it was because it was three different languages. One of them wasn't um, it wasn't a dead language, so they could take that language oh. and then translate the other two that went back further in time. It's actually somewhat impressive. Yeah, it really is. Still I- not happy about. It, but it's impressive. No. Hey, what are you going to do? But hey, back in the day, you got to imagine they didn't get a letter in the mail, you know, no. saying, hey, you got to pay, you know, King Tut. They, they showed up three with, to a lion. Yeah. They showed up with a <laughs> guillotine at your front door. They just moved their tent to the other end of town. They're like, I have no idea where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, we do, dog. <laughs> Follow his sandal prints. <laughs> All right. Enough of dumping on the ancient Egyptians. Mm-hmm. We got to move on. But I thought this one was kind of interesting. It wasn't the best one ever. I'll admit that. But sometimes they're not going to be. And sometimes, <laughs> it is now time to play Minute to Win It, where we have a category, and we got to come up with things in that category. Within 60 seconds, the last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. Yes, sir. That buzzer will go off after one minute. We are joined by Brian Riley for this game. Hello. All right, what are we doing today, Wood? All right, I want to go with board games today. Oh, man, my family loves a good board game. It's right up Kelly Jordan's alley. Heck yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time I played a board game. Oh, dude, you gotta do it. By it, myself? Just, well, I don't know. <laughs> Get up and move to the other side of the table. You don't have anybody brother. in your life? You don't have anybody in your life? Uh, I mean, my with? girlfriend likes board games, but then if I win too many, then she gets mad and then we'll never play again. Well... I don't know what to tell you about that, bro. I dominate my kids in board games. I don't let them win. Oh, hell no. No, they got to earn it. I shut it down, boys. Yeah. All right, well, let's do it. We will do now, minute to win it, board games. We got 60 seconds. Here we go. Candyland. That's the one I crush at. Shoots and ladders. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. Sorry. All Monopoly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be a winner at the game of... Life. Life. Ah. That was when I had my pockets. Does Jenga count as a board game? No. I'll count it. Oh, yeah, we'll let it. We'll allow Jenga. it. Jenga. Tabletop. What uh, about uh, Chinese checkers? Yup. How about regular checkers? How about I'll give you trouble? How about Ooh. American chess? Yep. Chess is a good one, too. <laughs> I don't know if there's a Chinese <laughs> chess, but I was just saying. That maybe... How about Canadian chess? What about Battleship? Oh, yeah. We'll allow okay. it. I love Battleship. Ooh, That's uh, a fun operation. one. Operation. Did anybody even say Monopoly yet? Like the most? Yeah. Okay. Like Brian did. Um, how about Gestures? Ooh. It's kind of like charades. What about but... Trivial Pursuit? Oh, boy, that's a throwback. I just I'll... hunt down the sports. How about Boulder Dash? We'll allow it. Pictionary? Risk? Yep. Sequence? Oh, that's a good Damn one. it! That was... Oh. <laughs> that was my ace in the hole. Oh, no. Parcheesi! Sequence was my ace in the hole. I didn't think you, anybody else ever played Sequence. Dude, my mom loves that game. That game goes hard. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I should have said Blockus. That was another one I had in the ace in the hole. What is is that like? What's Blockus? Brand Tetris. No, Blockus is like <laughs> no. Well, hey, don't let listen. All right, we're listening. Blockus. It actually is kind of like an off-brand Tetris. <laughs> So you have to line these pieces up. No, you have to like, but they can only touch corners and you have like different shaped pieces. It's very much like Tetris, but it's, but it's so fun. We play it nonstop when we go to the cabin. Is it Canadian Tetris? No, it's American. It's all American. Based. I should have said backgammon. 
Yeah, yeah, that would have worked. I don't understand backgammon. I, did, I, I don't I, either. That's, that's a game for the rich. I was in fourth grade, and our teacher taught us to play backgammon because I think she wanted to gamble with us. Because then nice. eventually she gave us Monopoly money, and we would gamble in fourth grade right. playing backgammon. Learning's great. <laughs> I, I was the only thing I was gotten good at. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. Huge shout out to Tiffany who sent this into the Kelly and Wood Facebook. We're headed to Florida. Australia, my friend. Down under trash. Oh, big shout out to Mick Dundee listening down right. there. Well, that's where we have a gentleman causing some problems. That's when authorities got a phone call saying, hey, you guys need to get out here. There's fire starting up. Now, as we saw in Maui and, you know, Canada and everything, fire is no joke. No, it can do damage quick. So authorities get out there. There was a fire on a loading dock. There was a fire behind a school. There was a fire in a shop car park. Good Lord. Outside a real estate agent's office. In several trash cans. Fires just starting every which way they turned. Well, quickly, authorities were able to track down a 31-year-old man nearby and started asking the questions. At this point in time, the man said, Oh, yeah, those were me. And he admitted to being the firebug. Now, that in itself, Kelly Jordan... Is a tad trash. That's trashy, man. Who starts that many fires? It gets worse. Because as the authorities began to do their pat down, they noticed that, well, he had a little something in his pants. <laughs> Class it up, not that kind I of shit. Was he happy to see him? Now, was it drugs? No. Was it a weapon? Not that kind of show. No. <laughs> Instead, inside of his pants, the officers found two live ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> hidden away in his underwear. Now, it's <laughs> probably with that duck said when it got the fresh air. <laughs> right. Mother of God. I didn't ask for this. Well, sure enough, the gentleman gave no answer on why he had ducklings in his pants, but the damage was already done. He was arrested, charged with animal cruelty, reckless conduct, and of course, starting all those fires. And was taken to jail. Now I wonder which came first, the fires or the chickens. I would imagine the ducklings because kicked it all off. It seems like that'd be a lot of work to do with chickens in your pants. And how <laughs> how big were these chickens? Well, they were ducklings, so they were baby ones. Okay, in the draws. Maybe they just you know. All right, look, this is our home now. So <laughs> settle in, make the best of it. Yeah. Well, Wood, we can give this one a score for sure. Come on, starting a bunch of fires. Trashy. You know it's already trashy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that 200 points right there. Um, doing it with, I guess, with ducklings in your pants. Trashy. Trashy, mm-hmm. man. 200 points on that one right there. How about staying in the general vicinity of the area where you started all these fires? Maybe he was doing it for warmth, but yeah, it's still trashy. It could be. 150 points right there. Maybe it just looked pretty. Yeah. The rocket's red glare. Setting fire in a trash can. Trashy. Trashy. I'll get that another 150 points because we got to boost this one up a little bit. He was arrested. That was 75. Mm-hmm. The chicken's in his pants. 200. Okay. D- wait, did I... Wait, they were ducks, not chickens. What, uh, it's uh, your foul correct. Oh, does it matter? Yes. So, did I... Wait, I already scored that, didn't I? I think you did. I did. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, I can't score it again. Double jeopardy. Can't be had. I don't even know what kind of animal that... <laughs> it just says animal sound. 
Is that a donkey? It sounds like one of those rubber chickens. That is a great gift for the kids. All right. I got us a score here, Wood, and I think that you're going to like it. Shout out Tiffany, by the way, who sent this in. Yeah, thank you, Tiffany. We appreciate that. If anybody else ever has one they want to send in, we love to get them. One of our favorites. Uh, Today, our gentleman setting fires with a... In his pants, earns himself a respectable 775 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Uh, we talked a little bit about bullying at school. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a tough subject, but, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Well, and also, I stood up for myself. I'm anti-brisket, and I'm here for it. <laughs> you don't care. Who cares? No. All right. Well, we talked about that, and I'm sure probably some other stuff. And you'll hear it all right now in our first break of the day, our bonus track. Kelly and Wood. I want to give you more publicity. It's the Kelly Jordan Show. I just want to become a button pusher. That's it, which I've been Nonsense. pretty much forever. Now now you're being insulting. To who? To me? Yourself. To, to you? <laughs> yourself. I won't let you beat yourself up like that, King. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Someone must stand up for you. I appreciate that, brother. Someone must be your backbone. Is it just me or is this week moving like molasses? I woke up today. I was like, how the hell is it only Wednesday? I feel hmm. like I've lived a month this week. Maybe because it's a holiday weekend coming up? I think that's what it is. I'm excited to put some heat to the meat this weekend. I'm going to get me a brisket. And, oh, and cook. All right. Yeah, I'm putting meat on the grill this weekend. <laughs> All right. And I might do some cooking. I'm telling you, I got the dirtiest of looks on our past. We went, you know, we did a little weekend of wood last weekend. Yes. One of the restaurants we went to, we ordered a nachos platter for the table as an appetizer. And you said, bring the Velveeta. Now, I did not order these because they were brisket nachos. I'm Yum. here to say it. I'm going to say this. I know. You don't like brisket. I have never once had a single bite of brisket where I've been like, mm, that's good. I don't, I don't know how that's possible. And here comes the avalanche of, you've never had my brisket. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just I think you're a moron. No. <laughs> it just it tastes <laughs> no, I'm funky kidding. to me. I'm kidding, of course. I, I think it tastes just like really good roast. That's what it tastes like to me. I think that's an insult to roasts. I think you're an insult to roasts. It tastes like carpet to me for some reason. Like how it all like falls apart, but it's still not chewy. Well, there's different parts to the brisket. Maybe you're not getting the right cut. Because there's, there's parts that are fattier that are juicier. See, I don't like the fattier, juicier parts. I like the, the crumbly parts. I've gone back. I've gone I back. I know you have. I'm <laughs> ready to be hurt again. I know you have. You've given it one hell of a try, Wood. And I will literally, because like our, our the the owner of the company, Big Bob Layton. Yes. He's brought some in before. He will bring in the finest cuts of brisket. And honestly, that was probably the best one I've ever had. Bob, and he, I think he made it on a big green egg, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he does a really good job. And, I and went, I'm not just kissing his butt. <laughs> I'm went, kissing his brisket. I went back for a couple bites, but I still was like, nah, I, I can't do it. I, I wonder what it is. Is it? A, I wonder if it's a texture thing or just maybe because... Everyone raves about it so much, you just kind of want to steer the other way? No, no. Hey, you know me. When it comes to food, I don't care if it's popular, not popular, whatever. Whatever's good is good, yeah. right? And look, I'm not knocking on anyone who loves brisket. Whatever floats your boat. Right. I just... You accept all meats. And when I say, look, I'm not a fan of brisket, you think I spit in the face of Mona Lisa herself. Well, because it's a, that's America's meat. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll come across this table right here and now. I don't know why, but I just, I feel like it's just, and I'm surprised being in the South that you don't love brisket. No, I would rather have pulled pork. Like, pulled pork is what I'm doing Friday night. Football. 
into Saturday when I wake up, man, I'll be able to take the bone out, pull the whole pork butt, boom, we are good to go. And your pulled pork is phenomenal. Thank you. I, I'll give you that. I've mm. had your pulled pork. It's delish. And what you do, you, you literally set it out in the kitchen. Right. Before kickoff. Grab, grab some when you're ready. And uh, yeah, it's literally, all right, uh, it's halftime of the second games. All right, I think we can eat again. I need a meat coma. You walk up, you get yourself a little bit of food, you sit back down. See, I lo- but I love brisket. I love pulled pork. I love it all. Just give me all the meats. <laughs> And treats. <laughs> Tabitha, I use brisket in my chili instead of hamburger. Yeah, I've heard of people doing that before. So, it makes it just meatier. And I, uh, Tabitha, I'm with you. You must be the richest person alive. Because brisket is an expensive cut of meat, too, right? Yeah, but you get so much of it. You okay. Get, you get an insane amount of it. But, I'm going to try I'm gonna try and do one Saturday into Sunday because we're doing a little pool party on Sunday. Oh. Didn't get, a, when'd you get a pool? B, where's my invite? You don't know You don't know what I'm doing over at my house. <laughs> okay. No, I, got, I got people. I got friends with pools. Well, it's my cousin, but. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't invite me. I'm just going to kind of show up with a little bit of brisket. <laughs> hey, I brought meat. Can I come in? Y'all swimming over here? <laughs> uh, Sue, got my bag. I am with you, Wood. Thank you. Okay, Sue. That's fine. Dozens of us. I'm sure there's a food you like, Wood, that I don't like. There's probably. I'm trying to think, but I can't. Everything you eat is delicious. That's true. <laughs> I do like, you know, some, like, you're not a big fan of Hamburger Helper, correct? No, because it all tastes exactly the same to me. Wrong. All Hamburger Helper tastes, it's like ramen. You can have the beef, the shrimp, the the. Are you chicken, kidding? The, it all just tastes like salty noodles. Oh, you're making it wrong then. No, I'm not. How, there's one way to make ramen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making it wrong. I'm not digging deep into the d- spice rack for it. Turkey Tim texted in pulled pork tacos. Yes. Yep, that's and, good. Again, I love having like that pork butt because then you can literally eat that for the next four days in a bunch of different ways. I'll tell you a great way to do it is put it on pizza. Oh, that would with be like good. barbecue sauce pizza. Ooh, yes, with some red onion. Now we're talking. Yeah, cilantro. Man. Charlie said instead of shredding my brisket, I cut it into slices. Who shreds a brisket? I've I don't ne- know. I don't think you're you're not supposed to shred a brisket. You're supposed to cut it in slices. Otherwise, you got too much of the ten or the grain of the meat. Yeah, because yeah. then it becomes like that stringy thing, yeah. right? Yeah, you got you got to cut against the grain. That's the other thing with a brisket. That's the part that I always struggle with. Triple B, uh, Triple G texting in eight pound tenderloin on the pit boss for six hours. Yum. Now, are you just bragging or are you telling us that's what you got coming up this weekend? <laughs> that's the last time I did a big old piece of meat like that. I did it at 200 degrees for like 12 hours. It was just remarkable. They say low and slow is the way to go. Oh, it's the way to go, my friend. Tabitha texts in hamburger helper is nasty. I gotta look Thank you. Me and Tabitha are, are neck and neck in this. How do I block someone on it's this? All the, it all tastes exactly the same. It all tastes exactly. As a kid, I liked it because it meant that I was getting some protein Mm -hmm. because my mom had actually gotten a pound of hamburger. But other than that, since I became adult, nah. I bet you you're not pulling it off fast enough. Like you're not taking it off the heat quick Eh, enough. Maybe. And you're letting it all just turn into a gelatinous mess. (laughs) That very well could be. Mm. But you know what's funny? When I'm standing here, I can smell when you're eating hamburger helper over there. I I, eat a lot. Because it all smells the same. I, I Again, you keep insulting the stroganoff. I'm not. I'm, the triple match. How I'm dare not, you? I'm not insulting it. All right. We haven't even played the James Brown yet. Should we just skip it? Well, no. But oh. before we hit it, Carrie texted in something. This is very important. First day of school for my son today. 
Come on now. That's a tough one. Man, my house is so depressed about school starting. I've seen a lot of little ones here in the area. I think maybe the little ones are going back sooner than the big Possibly. ones. Possibly. But either way, if you got anybody going back to school, big time shout out to y'all. Enjoy it. Yeah. It's all about mentality. Oh, boy. My son is just dreading school. He gets picked on a lot at school, though. So, yeah. But he's grown over the summer. Maybe he, he starts... He, I told him that. I said, son, you're almost as tall as me. Like You're going to be one of the bigger kids. He's a good-looking kid. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, maybe we'll join a gym this winter. You, know, you can beef up a little bit. It starts smacking some people around. I'm telling you, first kid who makes fun of him this semester, whack, punch him right in the mouth. I t- he's like, Dad, I'll get in trouble. I was like, not with me, you won't. Big deal. I, I get last year was hell for my son. Ah, poor kid. I know, and I'm just like, buddy, it gets better. I was like, you're in middle school. Middle school is the worst. Mm-hmm. Once you get to high school, people mature a little bit, and it's not so bad. You just you got two more years of just hell. Vinny's gonna find his footing this year. I he feel will. It. He will. All right, come on, let's do this. And then, uh, boy, what have we we've been talking a long time already. Let's do this. Anyway. You brought it, though. That's how that's how we start the show, Wednesday morning. Like I said, I feel like this week is moving at the pace of three weeks. I, you, you know, and usually when you feel like that, I feel like that, but I haven't felt like that. Okay. Well, maybe because you were lit so late on Monday, your week has been super short. Wow. Well, that's about six times I've had that shoved up the old schwanska. <laughs> because I have to. When you, when you have a weakness, I have to exploit it because you don't have many. You've pounced. <laughs> you don't have many weaknesses. So I see my opening. I go for it. Well, that's fine. I've actually thought this is maybe because I'm looking forward to the end of the week so much. Football in the house? I don't care as much because I've got a packed next couple of days. So, of course, tomorrow I'll be out at Cashwise Liquor in Wait Park. I'll be hanging getting people qualified to win VIP tickets to Cider Fest. Which is a blast. I'm telling you, if you've never been, that's all going down September 9th. Make sure you are there. It is a really awesome event. It's outdoors, too, which mm-hmm. is it's a perfect time of the year for it. And if, you've, if you're not like a huge drinker, and you just want to walk around and just sample some little things, find your new favorite beer or cider. Like yep. My wife has done that. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the liquor store and buying a four-pack and being like, oh my God, I don't like this. Yep. You're able to walk around and find some stuff that you actually do like. It's a really cool event. Again, I'll be out there tomorrow at Cashwise Liquor in Wade Park from 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to hustle home. Because football kicks off Thursday night. So you'll be trash Monday morning. Uh, the gopher, well, I I maybe, we won't be here Monday morning. Oh, I meant Friday morning. There you go. Damn. <laughs> See, I can't get my days right. And then, of course, Saturday, I am just literally ready to be planted in front of my television. That would give me so much anxiety. To just sit around all day, I could. There's no way I could do it. Oh, it is the best. I'd be like, ah, oh, man, a tree needs to be cut down out front. Like, I just, I can't do it. There was one, so you know, I have the iPhone watch or iWatch, whatever the hell this thing's called. Must be nice. It is. And a couple years ago, it was like a Sunday. I woke up, watched football all day, and I looked down. And I was getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. It was like you took like 600 steps today. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I got too many. 500 too many. Yeah, I need me a wheelchair. As far as I'm concerned, that's a couple bathroom trips there. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I am so ready oh, for shoot. it. I am ready to get pumped, ready to get excited. Boy, a lot of barbecue tips coming in off of the uh, off of what we were talking about earlier. Isn't that the thing, though? Like, you yeah. tell anyone, I don't care if you're man, woman, or child. Everyone thinks they can grill. Everybody. Everybody thinks they're the best at it. Well, right. And, and, and can I be honest? I love trying other people's meat. I, okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to sample all the meats. No, but, but no, I, I love trying other people's barbecue. Like people who think they got it really dialed in. It's fun to try. 
Hey, you know what? It's I've, fun to dunk all over them when it's not that good. I've already upset some people by saying I've never had a good brisket. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Oh, boy. I don't like smoked food. Oh, I don't either. Not overly smoked. A little hint to me is good. But Fair enough. Like my, my uh, wife's uncle does barbecue competitions, and his barbecue makes me sick to my, like, physically ill because of the smoke in it. Like, my hands reek of smoke afterwards. Yeah. It's too smoky when I'm eating it, and it'll make me nauseous. And that smoke ring goes, like, 75% of the way in. Like, no, <laughs> right. thank you. And he'll be like, ain't that good, Kelly? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> delish. No. What, you light the fire with gasoline? What is this? But, you know, hey, it, to each their own, and a lot of people will be out there this weekend. Honest to God, I just don't think you can go wrong with a cheeseburger that's probably been cooked a little too long. Oh, yeah. It's got that little bit of a crunch when got you bite into it. On yeah. it. Hell yeah. That is probably about Americana as it gets. So how was your evening, my friend? It was a very interesting weekend. Or in evening. <laughs> Damn. It felt like a whole Boy, weekend. You being late on Monday has really thrown things off. Well, I grounded the kids yesterday. Dang, that's old school. And they had to stay inside the house. So I got a buttload of the kids. Because I was single dad yesterday. So you punished yourself. Pretty much, but I stayed true to myself. Now I have been Telling Murphy, God love Murph. Your daughter. She's a sweetheart. Yes, she is. She's a tumbleweed, though. Okay. She will, hey, if somebody comes up and says they want to do something, fine. Even if she doesn't want to do it, she'll do it. She's all in. Now, she get, part of this is because her brother is so, I, I would love to give a better word for it, but I'm just going to say stubborn. Right? Okay. He will, if he doesn't get his way, he will instantly go into lawyer mode and try to talk you into it. It's good. It's going to serve him good later in life. Finally, Mer- just like, whatever. Just, will you just shut the hell up? We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I have been pulling for her to stick up for herself a little bit. Okay. And I had one of those moments yesterday where you see an interaction between your children. They don't know you're there. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of getting the raw version of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Everett is telling Murphy, hey, you need to help me clean up my bedroom. Murphy said no. I thought to myself, all right, at a girl, stick up for yourself because Everett's a slob, right? Yep. No, you need to help me pick it up. And he starts yelling at her. Murphy then picks up an entire container of Legos and dumped it on the floor. Oh, man, that's some like Goodfellas type maneuver right there. And she just goes, good luck with that. Oh, beautiful. Picked up her iPad and started to walk out the door. Everett wasn't having it. Everett snatches the iPad from her. Sends Murphy into a rage. Yeah. Now, usually this is where Murphy will come to me crying, sobbing, and dad's got to step in. She decided to handle it on her own. Oh, she did. She picked up a Hot Wheel car and hit Everett in the head with it. (laughs) Pistol whipped him. (laughs) No, she threw it at him. And I won't lie to you. Again, I was around the corner kind of observing this whole thing. She caught him flush. <laughs> and he got, went down. She's got one hell of an arm, huh? So I, I this was a parenting moment, right? I, I, I pulled them both aside, you know, said, hey, look, at this is where... And I, both of you are wrong. You know, you're wrong for trying to talk your sister into doing your work. You're wrong for, you know, reacting with violence. <laughs> right. But it was nice to see her stand up for herself because she's going into, I don't know, whatever grade she's going into, first, third, whatever. <laughs> but she is going to school, correct? Supposedly. Okay. But she has to start sticking up for herself a little bit because, you know, especially if you become one of these kids that kind of gets just, uh, okay, I'll go along with whatever. Yeah. That's not good because, A, A, you never get to do anything you want. But B, that's how you get caught up in bad crowds right. of the peer pressure of whether it's drugs or whatever. Yep. 
and just saying, oh, okay, I'll do what everybody else wants to do. Yeah. Sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. Now, don't hum a Hot Wheel across the room into hey, somebody's ear. You got to do what it takes. Uh, Sometimes you got to do what it takes. Considering she started all of it by dumping out the Lego. Anyways. Oh, man. this But this conversation you're having is the constant conversation in my house. My children will not stand up for themselves. So they'll come home and tell me just horrible things that people said to them. Yeah. The other day, I, I've ne- you know me. I don't swear in front of my kids, Mm-mm. right? The other day, my daughter Presley told me that something, something, something someone said to her in school. And I said, then turn to them and tell them to bleep off. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't let anyone ever talk. And I never say the F word. I certainly don't say the F word in front of my kids <laughs> or in a conversation with my kids. My baby girl. <laughs> but I was like, anybody ever tells you that again, turn to them and say bleep off. Don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, dad, I can't say that to somebody. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm saying yes, you can. I am giving you political say license. It. Please say it. Let it ride. My son gets bullied so much at school. And I was like, Vinny, it's maybe time to start handing out some fresh ones. Now, I'm not saying result to violence, Mm-mm. but nothing. Makes a bully stand down quicker than someone standing up for themselves. Right, because then you're just saying, all right, I'm going to go to the next kid that doesn't not fight a, back. You're not a weak target anymore. Right. And he's like, Dad, I can't do that. I'll get suspended. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about what they think about you. Worry what I think. You're not going to get in trouble at home. Yeah. And it's. I know that my kids aren't bad kids. You know, they're not out there bullying other kids. I, I hope not. I would lose it if I found out that they mm-hmm. were. But the fact that they get bullied so much, I'm like, you guys have to start standing up for yourselves. And, and honestly, every kid should get their butt kicked once or twice, too. Absolutely. And I know that's, you know, there's probably parents out there clutching their pearls right now. How could you even say that? But sometimes, as a kid, you need to understand what it's like to get punched in the face. Yep. Because when you get older, because I guarantee you, right here and now in your car, you know of one person that never got punched in the face as a kid. Yep. And they're probably a knob. You probably don't like them. They're probably, and I'm telling you, I got punched square in the mouth when I had braces. Oh, that's a bad one. (laughs) When you got to peel your lips off your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a canker sore. And you know what? I learned, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm not the biggest, baddest dude on the block. Yeah. We all know my record. Seven Mm -hmm. to no. I didn't, I never won a single fight in my life. That's But it told me to stop popping off at the mouth. Hey, if I can't, if I can't defend myself, maybe my words need to be a little more gentle and when you get older you'll do that quick math of hey yeah i want to say something but if i say it that guy right there looks like he's gonna give me a a decent week's of dental work (laughs) if i do well all right off i go but but the school fights don't even really happen anymore do they i don't know i and and again i know that there's teachers out there i'm not encouraging violence and i and when i obviously i'm being a little bit facetious when i talk about my son i'm not telling him but my son does get bullied a lot and it makes him hate school that's tough my son is dreading the first day of school like he's he wants to do anything but go to school and he's like I just don't like the way the other kids treat me. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I can't defend him. I can't go fight his battles for him. The only other thing we thought is homeschooling. That's the only other option we thought of. And I will tell you this. If you are a student out there and you're going to school and you see someone getting bullied. Oh man. Stand up for him. You will. Yes. Stand up for him because a, all right, I get it. You may start bring the little, little fire on yourself in that moment you may not be the cool kid or whatever, especially if you're standing up for somebody against a quote-unquote cool kid. But I'm telling you here and now, when you get older, you're going to look back on that moment and be happy with yourself. And yep. also, you have no idea what effect 
you standing up for somebody else yeah. could have. 100%. Because somebody else is going to see that. Somebody else, I don't care if it's a teacher, principal, or even better yet, another student that's going to see that and say, you're right, it's not okay. And you know what? I will say this too, and I, we're going a little bit long here, I apologize, but it was in, when I think back to school, it was always the coolest kids who didn't bully, they didn't, they always stuck up for everybody. And those were like the kids I look back on now, like, dang, that guy was cool. Yeah. And, and at some point in time, being mean isn't fun and it's not cool. It's not, I mean, you'll get some laughs. I trust me, Lord knows I did it. Right. And I hate myself for it, but I'm telling you here and now, being nice to somebody and standing up for somebody that's getting yeah. picked on, it's, it's, it's the way to go about it. You said it, bro. And you never know what anyone else is going through. You don't know if that kid's going through stuff at home, too, yep. man. The last thing he needs to do is come to school in the math class and have somebody make fun of his clothes yep. or their teeth or their glasses. Hey, man, somebody like that just needs to get punched in the mouth one good time. Yeah. That's I, all I'll say about that. Yeah. Sharon said it perfectly right here. Sometimes if you don't follow the crowd, the crowd follows you. There you go. That's a good one, Sharon. I like that. And, and I'm telling you, if you're a little one out there and you're having a rough go of it at school, it does get better. It does. It and does. I, and it's hard to wrap your brain. I tell my son that all the time. I'm like, son, you are just in the worst part of it right now. That people like are going through puberty, like so they're mm-hmm. getting hormones. They don't know what the hell's going on. There's all this anger that you don't know where it's coming from. It's just middle school is the worst. It's my, just my mother taught in elementary, high school, and middle school. Yeah. And she said middle school is the roughest. Right. And it's just it's you know, it's the way it goes, unfortunately. But yeah, so hey, as everyone's getting ready to go back to school, just keep your head up on all of it. It does get better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, coming from a guy who got bullied a lot. Like I, I look back now and I do laugh at some some of it was really hurtful. And, and hangs with you for a while. Mm-hmm. But some of it is like, wow, that was kind of funny. That dude who pulled down my pants at a basketball game, and I maybe had it coming. I was wearing MC Hammer pants. I was a yeah. pretty, I was a dork. I was a gigantic dork. And looking back now, I'm like, yeah, I was a super nerd. No wonder I got picked on all the time. And soon enough, you'll grow out of it. Right. <laughs> when will that be, Wood? <laughs> I don't know. I really thought in my 40s I would come into my own. <laughs> Ah, 50s, maybe your maybe that's your decade. <laughs> All right, let's do some history. Holy cow, we're running late. I'm so sorry. That's just a topic that is so just close to my heart. And it's for everybody, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everybody out there has either got a kid, is going through it, or went through it, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Woody was on this day in 1984. Six. We have main engine start. Three, two, one. We have SRB ignition and we have liftoff. Liftoff of mission 41D, the first flight of the orbiter Discovery, and the shuttle. Has I meant to edit that down a little mm. bit. My bad. We, you got the full countdown there, but it was on this day in 1984 the space shuttle Discovery took off on its maiden voyage. Man, that used to seem magical to me back when I was a kid. And which one was that? Discovery? Yeah. It was back in 1984. So you don't know either? All right. Well, I don't. I mean, there was Challenger, which obviously blew Didn't, up on yeah. takeoff. Discovery, Columbia. I can't think of any of the other ones. I don't know. I, I, like, I know we went to the moon. Cool. Other than that, I don't really know what we're doing up there. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing up there, but I love a good shuttle launch. All right. It was on this day in 1993, the late show with David Letterman premiered on CBS, and his first guest was Billy Joel. Was it fun working here in this theater? It was amazing working here because this is where I saw the Beatles for the first time. Were you actually in the audience when they were No. Here? I was at my friend's house. I didn't have a TV. I had this friend. It wasn't really my friend. He had a TV. Billy Joel was his first guest mm. on the first time he was on there. Billy Joel was on that show a lot. Well, that's because New York thinks everyone cares about New York. 
That's true. You know what I mean? But I got that feeling when we were there that time. Well, yeah, they just think everyone thinks that it is the center of the planet. Yeah, but honestly, when you're there, you do feel like you're in the center of something huge. Well, you feel like you're in something. My, I, I tell you, my cousin just went there and got attacked. Seriously? Yeah. Got jumped by a homeless woman. Oh, my gosh. She was walking in Times Square. Man, that morning that I was out by myself, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't get jumped. Because I looked like a tourist. Now, my cousin's been there a bunch, and she says it is, in the past six months, it has gotten incredibly worse. Well, that's good news. Aren't we going there in October? Possibly. <laughs> well, I look forward to that trip. Well, those, at least they'll jump you, not me. <laughs> I'm fast, though. I can run. <laughs> a good run is better than a bad stand any day. Not if I trip you. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> uh, on this day in 2015... So I guess I have to say to all the other winners tonight, I'm really happy for you. And I'm going to let you finish. But Kanye West has had one of the greatest careers of all time. Taylor Swift and Kanye West make peace when Taylor Swift presents him with the Video Vanguard Award at the VMAs, where he obviously interrupted her a few years before that. Didn't she say afterwards she regretted doing that? Doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that she like still takes digs at him in songs and stuff like that. But. So I wonder if maybe she was just did that as like a, a PR type deal. It could be, but I think she got the last laugh for sure. Well, I mean, it's not like either one of them are doing poorly, but yeah. Well, she's doing better than him. Yeah, Kanye's. Well, I don't know if anyone's doing better than Taylor. So. Right, that's true. Uh, let's do some birthdays real quick, shall we? Will? Celebrating a birthday today. BB Rexa. I like BB Rex. So do I. She does a lot of. You know, I'm a Chain Smokers fan. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of crossover stuff. And, and I'm embarrassed about that. But she does a song with the Chain Smokers I absolutely love. I, I'm going to say she's 33 today. Ah, you're close, my friend. Ooh. You're even close enough to get the ding this morning because BB Rexa. It's 34 today. All right. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. You know, I don't think that they have enough meats on sticks. No, seriously. Really? I mean, if you think about it, they have plenty of sweets, right? Yes. They have lollipops. They have fudgesicles. They have popsicles. But they don't have any other meat meats. on sticks. Yes. Cameron Diaz. That was a little clip from Something About Mary. Oh, she's never been to the Minnesota State Fair then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, but but she, she retired, right? Yeah, she well, she kind of said that she had lost a huge part of herself with so many years of acting because she was in a ton of movies. Yeah, and she just said that she didn't feel like herself anymore, so she's like, "I'm gonna step away." I'm gonna say she's fifty. Uh, you get another one. She's fifty-one today. Well, I'd be two for two, a perfect if it was yesterday. And <laughs> <laughs> and finally, celebrating a birthday today. I told many of my Canadian friends that I was going to tour your entire country. And they said to me, why? (laughs) It's hard to find a clean clip of his, so. Yeah, well. It probably wasn't one of his funnier ones, but it's all I could find. Um, Anyway, it's uh, Louis Louis Black's birthday today. And nobody does angry. Right. Like Louis Black. That's why, what was that Disney movie where he was like the anger Emotion. Oh, uh, what was that? Called? I can't think of what that was called again. It wasn't like Elementals or something like no, that. No, that's the recent one that came out. Interior? No. Either way. Emotional? He, no. he was the perfect casting spot for the anger thing. Yep. He's got to be 73 today. What? Oh. oh. He's 75 today. I thought you hit like a new mega sounder from when no. I did it right <laughs> When you go three for three, no, he's uh, turning 75 today. Ah, good for him. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 